find a job that you love, don't hate, find goals that make you believe in something bigger than what you're already experiencing right now. Choose to believe in yourself, choose to believe in others. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today we are talking about how I am working to increase my income, what I'm doing to earn more money essentially and become rich. No, I guess just like how am I achieving my version of financial freedom? What does that mean? What does financial independence mean to me? I don't know how you personally are feeling like. Do you feel like you're struggling more financially now than you have before or do you feel like things are just normal for you because I know that in my circle and my family different people are feeling it in different ways and it's just important to be aware of what other people are going through but also be aware of your own situation and what's going to work for you. For me a rundown of my situation I have been back home in New Zealand for almost as long as I was traveling, so around four months now, which is pretty crazy because it feels in many ways like I hardly left. And in many ways, like I just came back. I miss it already. It's so funny because I was saying to so many people, like, oh, I can't wait to go home. Like I'm, I'm done with traveling for the meantime. Like I'm ready for just a comfort zone and I'm ready to, you know, implement some structure back into my life. But actually, no. I'm not ready for home, I'm ready to go traveling again. Since then, and a little bit into my travels, I was freelancing, I've been working remotely now, like 100% remote for six months, which is so crazy because I think I always wanted a role like this, but I never thought that it was one I was actually going to get because I do enjoy being in the office. It's not like I so badly wanted to work 100% remote, but it definitely helps contribute to my goals and the lifestyle that I want to live. I actually just met some of my team for the first time the other week in one of my freelance roles and it was so fun and yeah it's just crazy to live in this world where you can work with people you can build trust with people you can build a relationship with someone and you can have never met them in person my broad goal at the moment is to increase my income without increasing the amount of time that I have to put into something so not necessarily 100% passive income I mean I'm sure that would be ideal if I didn't have to do any work to get the money but over time trying to make my time more valuable and therefore more expensive. Most of that intention is driven by wanting to spend more time on projects like One Up and another one that I hope to launch before the end of this year. I haven't even teased it or anything just because I don't know, it's so annoying when people do that. But yeah, just another project that I'm working on as well and really wanting to have the time, the space to build a lifestyle where I can work on those things that aren't necessarily earning me a full-time income or any income yet. 
Before I jump into a majority of this discussion, I do want to disclaim that I don't think the way I'm doing this is necessarily the best or the smartest, Uh, and that's not me trying to be humble or have imposter syndrome or whatever, it's just purely a reminder that because I'm doing something one way doesn't mean another way wouldn't be better for you or for me. Uh, I am usually pretty intentional about the way that I do things and the things that I do because it's not always just to maximize the output or the money but it's to optimize what already exists optimizing my lifestyle and if that comes at the expense of earning less but having a lifestyle that aligns most with with who I am then I'm happy to make that trade whereas other people might be more financially motivated and there's nothing right or wrong good or bad about either one of those it's just what is going to work best for you Because ultimately, you have to be happy with your decisions. You have to be able to justify your decisions. That's what's going to lead to you feeling ultimately more fulfilled. Because if you're living a life that you feel like you, in air quotes, should be living, and you see someone else living the life that you actually want to live, that's where the feelings of jealousy and envy come up. Whereas if you're living the life you want to live, and that has nothing to do with money, and you see someone else earning five times the amount as you, you'll think, oh, would that, like, should that be me? No. This should be me because this is what I actually want, not what I'm doing on the expectations of someone else. I think it's important to firstly work out why it's important to you to increase your income. You know, it might seem like an obvious question, but honestly, if you can't articulate clearly why something is important to you, your motivation is going to lack. And so therefore your discipline is going to lack to get there. You want to have the full picture the clearest idea of why you want something so that with every small decision you make you know exactly why that's the right choice understanding your why for any decision any kind of direction in life is going to bring you so much more clarity making a decision isn't going to be oh should I do this or should I do that you already know what you want to do deep down because you know what the right direction is regardless of how long that path is how much time it's going to take you how many zigzags how many ups and downs it involves you know why it's the right path so many of us want financial freedom obviously but all of us are going to have a different why so get clear on that and make sure it's yours and not anyone else's it's funny because I feel like everyone's always asking the how 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 like how do we increase our income but the harder part I actually think is understanding why you want it because the how there's a million ways in the how start a business you know work extra shifts start a side hustle sell all your shit like there's lots of hows you could just chat GPT and come up with a million ideas but to actually be motivated to put the time in to do any of those things that's where the why needs to be powerful because why the hell would you want to spend you know, your Saturday working instead of with your friends or with your family if there's no clear reason as to why you would be doing that? You know, I know for 1UP, for example, which is a source of income I'm going to talk about a little bit later in this episode, I've spent countless, you know, I probably spend at least an hour every day working on 1UP, whether that's a weekend, a public holiday or whatever it is. And I don't do that because I feel like I have to, because I feel like if I don't do this, then someone's going to be unhappy with me or whatever I do it because I love it and it brings me fulfillment and I have a clear why for its purpose like why I'm doing it why it makes sense for me what direction I feel like it's taking me and what it's building for my life financial or not and you might think you know an hour is not that much time obviously through the week I'd be working more on it but you know when it's a pop-up holiday and you've only got the one day off and you want to sleep even spending an hour on something that feels like work 
there's just no way you're going to want to do it. Why would you do that when you could sit and watch Netflix or fully relax or numb your brain out? Like, of course, you're going to choose that other option. Having a strong reason for the things I do is so important. And sometimes that is a financial reason. You know, the only reason why I do work that doesn't bring me any fulfillment is because I have a financial target that I want to reach. And that's strong enough to motivate me to put the extra time in. So my current goals broadly are to increase my freelance rate Uh, optimize my time and find a lifestyle that works for me. So it gives me the time to work on my other projects, gives me freedom, gives me autonomy. So I have that control over my life. You know, I'm able to work from a cafe. I'm able to work from the beach. I'm able to take a meeting from my car. All of these things I have control over. And I don't feel guilty for living my life in any way, any type of way. Often when you're locked into a job, there's a lot of guilt and a lot of loyalty you feel around doing things in a certain way and I didn't want to feel like that because I felt like that so many times in jobs I just want to live life the way I want to live it and unfortunately that often comes with being self-employed I say unfortunately because not everyone wants to own their own business or run their own side hustle or do all of those kinds of things and I wish that this this type of thing you know living a life that you want to live didn't just have to be a result of being self-employed. I wish that this often came with employment as well. And I know a lot of business owners might be listening to that thinking like, oh, well, that's the benefit of being self-employed is that you get those perks. Yes, maybe that's true. But why would we not want to give everyone that freedom? And if I owned a business that employed lots of staff, that's definitely the way I would run it. She says, well, having absolutely no staff and understanding zero of the challenges that come with owning a business, lol, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. I'll let you guys know of any challenges I run into when I eventually have a team. So how am I doing it? What's the how for me? What do I need to work on? What do I need to improve? What's the current intention? This was asked about a lot in terms of what I do outside of One Up. So I work freelance. I'm a marketing communications manager and that's my paycheck. <laughs> that's what I do on an hourly rate, which I am really happy with at the moment. And it gives me a lot of freedom, a lot of autonomy. It's earning me more than what I was on working full time last year. And I'm working just under three quarters of, of the hours. So I'm not working full time hours. I'm working 30 and I'm earning a pretty respectable wage from my perspective and I guess that's all that matters that I'm happy with it but the goal here is obviously to get those hours down so I am allowed the time to work on the other things right because that's the ultimate goal so to get the time down I need to up the rate essentially so that I'm earning the same amount of money working less hours so how can I be smarter about that one way to do this might be to work on retainer so that essentially means that instead of paying instead of a company paying you x dollars for x hours a company will pay you x dollars for x result so whether or not that week it takes you five hours or it takes you 15 hours you get paid the same amount of money so you can optimize your time for the amount of money you're getting So that's something I could look to do in the future, but there are actually a few reasons and aspects of working hourly that help me right now. For example, I found that as a reasonably new full-time freelancer, that trying to be efficient with my time is really hard because I'm learning how long things take me. There's there's new processes processes and ways of working that I'm still learning. So I can't really predict what retainer would make sense in terms of my time exchange for money. So working hourly right now 
allows me to gain an understanding of how much time I need to do my work and then maybe in future I could have a more realistic retainer that is valuable for me and the business. I also sort of enjoy knowing, and this is definitely a psychological thing, knowing that for every minute I work I'm getting paid, right? And I still struggle with this barrier of not having a clear outline of working. You know, I've always had this with one up, say I do a sponsorship and I'm getting paid for that sponsorship, but it's not by the hour, it's just for the end result. And I always feel like it's not really work because I'm not really being paid for it by the hour I'm just being paid for the end result and this is definitely fully psychological and it's probably holding me back in a lot of ways so because I don't have this clear outline of what is paid work versus not I tend to feel like I'm not being as efficient and it wouldn't work for me to work on retainer so there's probably something I need to work on because maybe another self-sabotage element is that you know working on retainer there's essentially no cap to your work or the only cap on your work is your time and that's when someone would typically start especially in marketing you know move into an agency style where they would hire a subcontractor to take over some of the simple tasks they would continue to take on more clients maybe do some of the more of the strategy work earn more you know you've got more clients you're earning more you're probably upping your rate as well because there's a bit more value involved with the service you're providing and you continue to grow and you sort of have this limitless income source That just doesn't appeal to me whatsoever and if I really think about it, it's probably the psychological aspect of it and also just the thought of managing an agency and building that into its own business sounds like a lot of work that I don't feel passionate about, that I wouldn't actually be motivated to do. I'd rather just show up, do what I need to do in exchange for some kind of value and leave without having to manage any sort of subcontractors or other like admin parts of a business outside of that, if that makes sense, because that would take up a lot of my time. And you could say, yeah, but you're reducing your workload by hiring subcontractors, but then you turn into this more of a business style where you're having to deal with like the admin side of getting work and managing a whole book of clients as opposed to just a couple. And it's not really something that I would want to put my time into. So for me, the next step, and maybe I'll change my mind on this as as things grow and develop, but right now that's where I'm at and I'm happy with where I am at the moment. So the next step might be looking at optimizing my time by working on retainer instead of an hourly rate and then if an agency type style looks like it makes sense down the line then I can do that then. The other source of income that I have the potential to grow and that is contributing to increasing my income is one up and I earn money or this platform is monetized through sponsorships and collaborations it's a very unstable and sporadic amount of money that one month could cover my usual income by 100% and the next 0%. I've never really wanted to rely on one up as a as an income source 100% and again we're seeing a theme but I'm thinking there's some psychological <laughs> barriers there's, there's a few reasons the first one being that mental block feeling like I don't deserve it like I don't deserve to be a full-time content creator or whatever you want to call it um, and I think there's some self-sabotage in there as well which I'm only really facing now that I'm saying it out loud to you guys I think it's an insecurity that I don't really want to 
face. You know, the influencer world and this making money online through an audience world is it's actually quite tough to navigate at times. And I think because in sort of the financial community side of things, the girls that I know at least and, and the guys too are all so transparent, so open, so happy to talk. But there's not really that like, you know, community like Facebook group where I can be like, hey, has anyone had this issue? What do you think? Um, and sometimes I struggle to navigate certain aspects of, of working things out so yeah just not feeling like I deserve it deserve any of the income that comes as a result of having an audience is one thing and so then I won't maximize that opportunity in ways that I probably could if I was being a bit more strategic and that's why I said on Instagram I don't think I'm really the best person to talk about how to monetize a smaller audience or an existing audience because it's not something that I'm doing in a way that I think is the smartest or most intelligent. I'm just sort of doing what feels right at the time as opposed to working towards a long-term strategy of what I'm building, you know, is it is how is one up turning into a bigger business? That's a question I've always struggled with because I've never felt like it's supposed to be this big business, you know, which is weird because that's kind of the direction I want to head in eventually in terms of running something of my own but I don't know it's never it's never really felt like that would be one up like one ups tended to feel like it's going to be that small personal diary and journey of my life and and what's to come as opposed to some giant thing but then again maybe that's just the self-sabotage and the psychological barriers talking and I don't know and I and a fear of mine is that I'm just wasting time not maximizing this opportunity because all I'm doing is worrying about how it looks or what I should be doing and yeah I don't know I I thought about it a lot and it always stresses me out when people say like what's the plan for one up going forward and I'm like I have no fucking idea (laughs) and I feel that I should have an idea but I don't so the second thing that holds me back from making this a bigger income source is that I find it quite a stressful thing you know you can probably just hear it from the way I'm describing a stressful thing to rely on as a main source of income because there are a lot less certainties and especially in this world of you know we've been coined as finfluencers I don't really care about the word influencer I think everyone's an influencer but yeah I don't know what the general public are calling this so let's just say you know in this world of financial influencers in this niche all of us are extremely, or most of us, at least the the people in the space that I know personally, are extremely picky with what collabs we do. And therefore, you know, there aren't as many, it's less frequent, it's harder to rely on as an income source. And it's not something I would ever want to get to the point where I feel like there's pressure for it to be my income source. And then as a result, your bias around what... Uh, collaborations you take increases and I don't want to ever get to that point and that's like a massive fear for me so then I don't take the risk at all and maybe that's what's actually holding me back and it wouldn't surprise me if many influencers were feeling the same way or content creators in their industry so a way that they've managed to combat this or that I've seen people do it is you create your own products right so you're not relying on other brands to supplement your income you have your own assets that you sell like a course or a book or a product of some kind of merch you know you have your own thing that you sell that you push yourself so you're not always pushing someone else's 
products, you have your own brand and your own assets that give value to another person. And I'm using assets to refer to like the products that you're building. You know, this is why so many influencers build big clothing brands and businesses off the back of their existing audiences and online brands. But this is just another area for me that I've thought about and it isn't it hasn't made sense. There isn't a course that I would want to do that feels authentic and genuine. I don't think I'm in the right period of my life where I'd want to write a book of some sort. I don't want to do merch. I've tried before and it was a fail. I have my financial planner, obviously. Um, so, and you can always get that in the link down below. And that's been great, but I don't have anything of my own to to sell. And I don't think that's a bad thing because nothing has come up that's felt right and I only want to do it if it makes complete sense so maybe in future an opportunity will come up that just clicks and I'm like yes this is it but up until this point I haven't really been able to think of anything that would work but it's just another way to diversify your income right and to make sure that you're not relying on one source all the time so if you are a content creator or you want to be a content creator it's probably important to think about how am I diversifying my income within this one space is it just from sponsorships or how else am I getting that income I also think in this space like this financial influencing space the brands it's it's very different to say someone who's like a fashion influencer or something you know that world has been around for a lot longer brands like Glassons or Jopo and um, everything you know that's been around for a lot longer and so brands kind of have a better trust on what the outcome will be for them whereas in this world there's less sort of knowns you know people are a bit hesitant they don't want to commit to maybe a longer term partnership as often or maybe that's just my lack and ability to communicate that effectively because the the best way to well I think a way I could improve this for myself would be to do those more longer term contracts and sponsorships so that they aren't one-off they're working with brands consistently but that's the challenge I run into is that a lot of these brands because they are new maybe smaller businesses or startups they don't feel like they have the confidence to commit to that at the moment which is completely fair enough so injecting some stability into this income source might come with longer term partnerships and me getting better at negotiating that and and giving the brand or the business some kind of certainty around what sort of result they'd get trying to implement that somewhere along the line and this is the thing I don't think strategically about these things because I don't want to rely on it as an income source and I feel like I don't deserve it and there's insecurities and so then I'm just like ah whatever let's just do the things as they come up and feel right even though you know I'm not a full financial literacy podcast like I was in the past you know for me it's more so about sharing perspectives and growing as a person and getting the one up on yourself you know that's why it was called one up it was to to be a podcast about personal growth and to really just put in an extra one percent into your development every single day and that's what the podcast has been about since then and sharing the experiences of people that maybe you haven't had and opening yourself up to a different way of thinking but the partnerships and collaborations within that space are minimal as well there's someone listening who thinks that would align hit me up another space or way of earning income in in this creator world that I haven't delved into as much would be something like referral income so for example having my sharesies 
referral link in my bio and I earn would earn $5 off every person who signs up to Sharesies off that link. I have had some of these opportunities in the past and Sharesies is a bit different because you're not working directly with Sharesies. Like anyone has a Sharesies referral link if you already have an account. So anyone can actually do that. But in terms of more specific ones for creators, I haven't done this in the past. I've always been a little bit hesitant around it just because, you know, if I'm doing a partnership with a brand, say I'm making like a video, a reel or something, just talking about something and saying, now go and make your own decision always feels a little bit different to talking about something and then saying, giving someone an incentive to go and sign up but then you could also say that the ad in itself is an incentive so I kind of battle with that a little bit it's just important to me that with every partnership and collaboration I do I believe in my heart regardless of anyone else's opinions that it is right and this could benefit someone else's life So with that, this episode is sponsored by Afterpay. (laughs) No, just kidding. But yeah, a lot of that feels like pressure that I don't want to deal with. And although I am a massive believer that making mistakes is a huge part of learning, it can sometimes feel like in this space, there aren't room. There isn't room for mistakes and that can be a little bit worrying. So part of me also thinks, am I just overthinking it? I can honestly say that I try my absolute hardest to consider every opportunity really carefully and make a decision based on its authenticity to me, my way of thinking, my brand, and to work with companies that have a strong purpose for what they do. And at the core of that purpose is people and that will often be the sway for whether or not I work with a company is like do they have a strong purpose and at the heart of that purpose is helping other people man vulnerability hangover I think I'm just going off on a rant I now I'm gonna get all insecure and be like I don't know guys I don't know at the end of the day I don't know but I do know those are my authentic transparent thoughts honest thoughts And I'm just giving anyone else sort of my overview of why I have restricted myself from maybe my earning potential in some of these areas and where the gaps are that I could fill. I'm pretty happy with 1UP being a supplementary income source, but maybe the only thing holding me back from making it a full-time income source is my own insecurities. Other than that, there aren't many avenues that I'm using to increase my income. Of course, you can technically say you're increasing your income by reducing your expenses, but a lot of us are quite tight with that at the moment. I know I have been, I'm still living at home after traveling and I definitely need to leave soon. I also haven't had a car for a while and I've been saving like fucking crazy to get one and it's definitely, it's getting desperate now. So I'm probably going to buy one soon. And I am proud of myself, honestly, for the way that I have been able to increase my income and work hard to stay disciplined. And that all comes down to having very, very clear short-term goals. Long-term goals, I kind of just like to have an overall why, a purpose, but clear goals nonetheless. So how have you been achieving financial freedom? I asked on Instagram for you to give me the ways that you have been increasing your income. And you did not disappoint. Let me share. 
Okay, so some things you have said is applying for new jobs, you know, just increasing your income by moving roles, selling clothes and unused items on Facebook Marketplace, Sidekicker, which is a great side hustle app in uh, New Zealand and Australia. They have branched, I think it was started in Australia actually, but basically this is just a way to sign up to getting random shifts doing so many different things. I did it a couple of years ago and I worked at like the food, Auckland Food Festival and, you know, in food trucks and just random shit like that. Switching jobs, looking to sell classes via online websites, increasing, this person has increased their dividends by increase their dividend paying shares. That's an interesting one. So this person has invested more in shares or companies that give you a dividend. So a dividend is basically like a little bit of extra cash when the company makes money. People have been increasing their hourly rate for government contracts. Love that. Selling old clothes. This person is skill building so they can apply for the next role. That's awesome. So just upskilling and using that for future roles. Beautiful. This person is doing extra hours at work. You know, weekend shifts are available for them. Lots of side hustles. People have just been working on increasing their work to get better bonuses. I love this person. Busting my ass in my current job to be considered for opportunities further up. So good. This person is investing in high yield ETFs and applying for promotions within their company. We love that. Moving up within a company is a great option as well. I have put a few side hustle ideas on Instagram as well. So go and check out that post if you're keen to see more. I also had some questions from you guys around this. So I thought I'd answer them at the end of this episode. The first one is, any thoughts on paying your student loan off so that you get an instant pay rise? Yeah, this is a classic debate, isn't it? To pay off the student loan or to not when it's interest free, unless you're going and traveling Europe for more than six months or working remotely for more than six months and then you have to pay interest although in my opinion it's not that bad like the interest rate is I don't actually know what it is for some reason seven percent is coming to me but I definitely don't think it's that high although you know paying extra money on anything is still not ideal want to get rid of all debt I would first think about do you have any other debts that you need to pay off that are higher interest and prioritize that If not, think about how close you are to paying off your student loan. Is this something you can achieve within a short amount of time and the pay rise will make a big difference? Or is it years away and it makes maybe more sense to just keep paying little and little and little off and keep paying the minimum repayments so that you kind of maximize the income you have right now and maybe in future when you have the capacity to pay more, you do that so you can pay it off faster. Assessing your personal financial situation is going to be important to decide whether or not this is the right thing for you. Me personally, if I'm thinking about my situation, I am I have $20,000 left on my student loan. I'm not intending on traveling within the next year, tear, not for more than six months anyway. And I don't have the capacity to be increasing my student loan repayments right now. So I won't be doing that, even though it's probably likely I could knock it out in a couple of years few years but I would have to sacrifice other things to do that so are you willing to sacrifice putting money towards other things like extra debt uh, a mortgage investing even to pay this off is that worth it for your situation how do you approach networking this is a good question because I think this is hard and the word networking can be pretty scary and pretty intimidating I have a slightly different perspective on this in the context of my life because of one up my whole 
gig is networking you know I'm interviewing different people all the time I'm constantly finding different connections in different industries who do different things and they refer me on to someone else maybe to talk on the podcast or I think they're relevant to this thing and then your circle kind of grows from there so one up has been a massive massive reason for my ability to to network and maybe find other opportunities for work or meeting people or whatever it is but I genuinely and I know people are going to hate this answer but I genuinely feel like LinkedIn is such a great platform for this I mean it depends what kind of networking you want to do but for professional networking I think LinkedIn is your place to be I think of networking like your reach for opportunities and your reach for opportunities probably exists in LinkedIn and this is hypocritical because I don't even post in LinkedIn but I do know that when I do you're seen by people in the spaces you want to be seen in depending on your connections so making sure that you are connected with the right people who if they like or see your post and interact with it then you are seen to other people in those spaces as well for whatever it is you're posting on there. You know, even if it's opinion pieces or your own content or whatever, I think that is still really relevant to be seen by the right audiences that make sense for the work that you want to do. For example, I was posting a lot about money and self-development on LinkedIn once upon a time and a boss of my previous role saw one of my posts and literally reached out to me and was like, do you want to come in for an interview? Went in for an interview, was hired on the spot he never saw my CV so I think that LinkedIn is really great for finding those like-minded people who agree with what you are saying what you believe in you know if you believe what they believe they're more likely to give you a chance without really knowing you and and that's sort of the thing about networking is that people feel like they can build this trust or this relationship with you without even knowing you personally. I wouldn't say I really network right now and if I do I'm given those opportunities as a result of the network I have built through 1UP. I'm going through a bit of a alone stage at the moment where I just have reduced my social and professional calendar a lot. So I don't really have like the best tips for right now, but I definitely know in the past that's what has worked for me. Just sharing your journey, sharing something about your life, about what you believe is a great way to network without having to talk to people, without having to go to networking events, showing up in a space that's relevant to something you care about, showing your name and your face and being recognized and being familiar for that thing is going to help people to believe that you have some value in that space you've done work in that space, you're a thought leader in that space. Otherwise, just showing up generally in the spaces you want to be in, whether that's at different events or online, is going to make a huge difference. Next question, how do you stay motivated towards achieving your goals as time passes? A strong why, I said it at the start and I'll say it now, a strong why. You have to know why you're doing something. Because even if you're not consciously thinking, I'm making this decision because X, Y, and Z, it'll be subconscious because the decision will be worth it. The motivation, the discipline, the hard work, it'll be worth it subconsciously. It is hard though. I think other small tips might be things like creating a mini version of what financial freedom means to you 
budgeting and one time a week where you go out and eat food and don't look at the price on the menu where you feel like you have that control that financial control of your life whatever that means to you that doesn't have to just mean going out but something that feels like you've already achieved the goal so it's not like I'm constantly working towards something that I'm never going to achieve it feels like you've you're there you're just enhancing what already exists that way you really start to feel like you're making progress as opposed to constantly running down this long never-ending path restriction will never help speed up the process it will in the short term but it won't in the long term it's not sustainable that was a lot of talking wasn't it that's the end of the episode everyone thank you so much for listening make sure you find out what is important to you work towards that one percent every day have a strong why your motivation will never die do the thing that's going to make the experience fun enjoyable fulfilling find a job that you love don't hate find goals that make you believe in something bigger than what you're already experiencing right now choose to believe in yourself choose to believe in others and I genuinely believe that you listening right now you're someone who can achieve literally anything anything you want to but it's really not enough for me to believe in you. You have to be the one that believes in yourself. If you have any other thoughts, please reach out on Instagram. I would love, love, love to talk to you. And I will speak to you next week. See you later, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice, then please seek advice from a professional.